The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features ensure that you can take on any adventure. What kind of features? Well, how about the available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud? Or the standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together? How about available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone? We're always trying to think about those great spring and summer getaways, but with a car like the Hyundai Santa Fe, anywhere can be your next adventure. To learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe, go to HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Tom Fernelli, that's Bud Elliott, that's Danny Cannell, I'm Chip Patterson, coming to you live at youtube.com slash cover3 and all across the 24-7 Sports Facebook network. Thanks for hanging out. Smash that subscribe, smash that like, come and join us in the chat. It's Thursday, it's 11 a.m. Eastern Time. It is your favorite time of the week. We are set to roll out our locks for week 11. Big slate to get to, a lot to break down. Um, We've already got a lot of hashtag Tom is right. We want fiery Tom, serenity now Tom. Lots of reaction to Wednesday's show. Listen all the way till the end. I do guarantee you won't regret it. What about Diamond Danny or like any any support from my side of the argument, yeah. Bud? Like, yeah. what about us? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on, guys. I feel like we have. I mean, light the, work. The, yeah, the, the, the tweet I put out majority. yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, the. The tweet I put out yesterday is basically the same argument, and it got like 700 likes. So I, I think there's a lot of people who already heard the argument Bork. and already agree. Look at my tweet. Look how many yeah. likes my tweet has. <laughs> All right. Let's look back at the week that was. Week 10 action. Tom for Nelly went 6-5. and five. The wins included the Oregon State-Washington under 54.5, Texas-Kansas State over 54.5, a lock fight win on Air Force Army under 40.5, always going to cash, the under 64.5 in Oklahoma State-Kansas, the Texas, the TCU-Texas Tech under 69.5, Washington State minus 4.5. Uh, the losses included... The, a a one-on-two bar fight loss. Danny gets a W uh, with Georgia. Tennessee plus eight is a loss. The over 54 is a loss. Sam Hartman 
really missing home sweet home. Uh, Boise State minus eight is a loss. The over 59 and a half with North Carolina, Virginia is a loss. Syracuse plus four is a loss. Six and five on the week brings you to 48 and 52 for the season. Tom, thoughts on week 10? Nothing stands out too much. Obviously, the Tennessee loss to Danny went was never really close. Uh, Boise State minus eight was probably the biggest surprise them just not not just losing the game but how bad they looked in that game that's the one that caught me off guard the most and uh mac brown i will never forgive you for kneeling it out when you were at the five yard line to finish that game just kick the field goal or score do something get me the over come on there's money on the line here yeah missed an over and missed a chance for a cover uh come on mac yeah i know how do you get it bring this home okay I was three and three on the week. The wins included that Oregon State Washington under 54 and a half, the over 54 and a half in Texas, Kansas State, and the Navy Cincinnati under 45 and a half. Uh, I knew that Purdue was a loser the second that I said it, and everyone on this podcast and the uh, all the people in the chat were immediately like, uh, Chip, you might want to walk that one back. So I just got to wear that big old L, and I am. Uh, also, the Clemson-Notre Dame under 44.5 is a heartbreaker as just Dabo decides he wants to make everybody feel better about themselves and score a garbage-time touchdown, taking our 42 to a 49. Absolute heartbreak. The More ACC coaches letting us down. I was also with Tom on that lock fight loss. It's a three-and-three three week for me. That puts me at 45-35 and 35 for the season. Danny. Spraying the board. Discipline Danny is gone. There's only one way to dig yourself out of a hole. Five and seven on the week, but that's a lot of wins that you got up there. You got that Tennessee, Georgia under 66 and a half and the Georgia minus eight, two for one special coming back. Florida State minus seven and a half. That's a win. The under 64 and a half in Liberty, Arkansas is a winner and Cal plus 21 is a winner. The losses were the Clemson, Notre Dame under 44 and a half. You feel that pain too. The Kansas State plus two and a half. Vanderbilt plus seven. The Michigan State, Illinois over 41, Arkansas minus 13 and a half, the Oklahoma State Pick'em and Arizona plus 17 and a half. Five and seven for the week brings you to 39 and 54 for the season. Yeah, the bloodbath continues. I'm breaking out all the stops today to try to turn this momentum around. I got my Bill Belichick sleeveless hoodie, (laughs) cut off the sleeves. I got multiple screens up here so I can channel my inner bud and like just act like I'm doing something. It's got to turn around here. I, I will I will say your Michigan State Illinois play was the right play. It was just the wrong result. Illinois turned the ball over on downs three times in the red zone in that game. That should have yep. been an easy cover. Yep. Right side, uh wrong result. 5 and 7. Okay, got that. Bud, 4 and 5 on the week. The wins include the Bama LSU first half under 29. E cruise on that one. Uh, Kansas State team total over 26 and a half. Uh, also won the Tulsa team total under 24 and a half. Then the Stanford team total under 23. The losses were App State minus three against Coastal. Duke minus nine and a half. That's another painful, uh, you know, p- painful loss. Boston College coming through with the late score. The lock fight loss to Tom on taking the over 40. Also lost Clemson minus three and a half and Hawaii plus 27 and a half. Four and five for the week brings you to 66 and 49 on the season. Uh, App State and Hawaii were just bad calls by me, uh, obviously, as was Clemson. Um, Duke was the best bet I made all week, right? Like, I, I always look at my stuff as like, 
the final number that the market produces is generally really good. Are you beating the market, right? Take, lay a nine and a half, it closes 11 and a half. ACC refs just kind of screwed me on that with those, with those BS pass interferences in the first half. Like that's, if I can only have one bet again to make from last week, it would be the Duke bet that lost. So, um, yeah, I, I, just a couple of bad calls by me, and then one that I would I mean if I could do it again, I'd put even more on it. Week ten in the rear view, all eyes ahead on the week eleven weekend that's coming, gentlemen. Y'all ready to lock it up? Let's go. Let's do it. Since two thousand and five, the under the games between service companies is forty dash nine and one. Over in this one as well. A little two for one special. I was sick of last week. Y'all were watching the videos. I was live betting the hell out of ULN. My blue plate special five star locks are coming. Five star master lock. Lock it up. I'm, I'm, I'm living and dying every, every point, every cover. A little bit of a lighter Thursday night here in week 11. Tulsa and Memphis. The battle of sub 500 teams in conference play is uh, from the American Athletic Conference, but also a little interesting with Georgia Southern and Louisiana. Anybody got a Thursday night play? Has this moved to a seven yet? Memphis? Mm. Yeah. Memphis is at seven. Oh, no, pass then. I See, I get all my stuff done, then I have meetings at 10 and 1030. So there are, if you're looking to take Memphis, there are six and a halfs out there. Yeah, give me Memphis. Six and a half. All right. The entire handicap on this game is whether Tulsa's quarterback plays. If Davis Brin plays, this is the wrong side. If he doesn't play, as I don't think he is, this is the right side. I'm pretty sure. Like, if he gets announced he doesn't play, and this this go, th- this should blow through seven, right? It should be eight or nine. Um, Tulsa's profile is very different between the two quarterbacks, Bren and I think his name is Braxton. One is like a quarter, you know, like a thrower spread option type, and Bren can really chuck it. So uh, I think Memphis has had some hard luck losses. The, the game at ECU that they took to overtime looks better and better each week. They moved the ball consistently on, on a, a quality UCF defense and just screwed around in the red zone, kind of like Illinois last week, as, as Tom mentioned in the open. Um, I'm, I'm going to lay it here. Short week. Do you really think QB's back? But Tulsa does need this for a bowl game. They have to win out to get one, I think, right? So. Mm-hmm. I'm willing to lay the six and a half. Uh, speaking of ECU, those Pirates are in action in Nippert Stadium on Friday. Uh, Cincinnati and ECU, followed by USC in Colorado, uh, out from Los Angeles, and then UNLV and Fresno State. Danny, we in studio this weekend on Friday night? I have a nice weekend at home. Oh, yeah. Which I kind of wish I was on the road because the kid's been out of school for two days. So <laughs> got my fill in while there, the tropical storm Nicole has been around. Well, you you say that now, but That's when right. Fresno State and UNLV are going deep into the night, you're going to be very happy. You're not. Did, uh, did, did you guys get any damage at home? Not. No. Around like my parents' house lived by a pier. Uh, commercial pier in Fort Lauderdale, it was uh, wiped out in half. So it was the it was the really the damage that was done was like the storm surge, not the wind. There wasn't my that that was. And by the way, like outside right now, as my kids have school canceled, maybe a top five day of the year, like beautiful, breezy, mm-hmm. clear, crystal clear skies. But but, but you're getting so. a refund for the for the school you paid for, right? <laughs> I don't know. 
Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's coming. I'll check. Uh, no, it, it knocked down our basketball goal. We, like it's not cemented in the ground, but you know, still, that was uh, we we got bigger gusts here than, than I realized we'd get. But power's still on, internet's still hey, on. Yeah, you're good. I mean, yeah. we're, we're all connected for the lock spot. <laughs> Anyone got anything for for Friday night action? Oh, uh, I I I wanted to. I didn't want to be like a, a time hog. I, I have another one for 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 tonight. Oh, okay. I'm gonna lay the three with Louisiana. There's threes out there still. Uh, if it's three and a half, I don't want it. Not that I can see. They're all three and a half. Three and a half. All right, pass it then. Okay. Sorry. Friday I night? Gotta, I got to play for Friday night. Let's do it. Uh, USC, Colorado, monster number. USC uh, laying 35-ish, somewhere in that vicinity. I like the under better. Under 66. Is that the best I can get? I get you 66 and a half. Perfect. I'll go under... Um, I would probably land with USC, but I just wonder if USC is going to be looking ahead a little bit to that UCLA game coming up. You get your stats for Caleb Williams. You get out of Dodge. Maybe even start running the ball a little bit more in the second half. Colorado is atrocious offensively, so I think USC's defense, even with backups, should be able to shut them down. So I'll take the under uh, in that USC-Colorado game. Yeah, Caleb Williams throws enough touchdowns. They might move up to number five next week. I mean, you know, 28 <laughs> touchdowns. <laughs> you got to put them up there higher. Um, anybody anybody else got anything for Friday night? I got something I'm going to save. So, okay. Ooh. Ooh. Colorado Ooh. money line. Let's go. Colorado money line. <laughs> I mean, just like I do think Danny's on the right side there with, with the under 66 and a half. But I just feel like you got the look ahead spot to UCLA. And I'm going to be playing this live once USC gets up. I, I mean, m- maybe you'll get something that starts with the seven, you know, 72, 73, if, if they get up really early. Uh, and then you might be able to get like a 38 or 40. Dig it. Uh, turning the page to some of the biggest games on Saturday's slate. We do have, uh, let's, let's go ahead and knock out both these. We do have a. SEC on CBS doubleheader. The first one's going to be from Neyland Stadium. Tennessee, off the loss to Georgia, is going to be playing host to Missouri. The Alpha Nerd comes in after officially getting the announcement of a contract extension, more uh, pay bump for him, more money for his assistance. Will he let Missouri fans know that that money's worth it in their performance against the Vols. Tennessee favored by about 20 and a half, 21 points, over under around 56 and a half or 57. Anybody got to play. I didn't realize Eli got a bump. Yeah. Two years, right? Two-year extension? Mm -hmm. Let's go for Eli. I've got nothing on this game. (laughs) I want to take Missouri, but I'm not going to touch it. I just feel like this is a letdown game for Tennessee at home, and especially if it's full 21. But I didn't. I saw it at 20 and a half. I don't, I'm going to stay away. I kind of like the over. I'm not locking it up, but I kind of like it. I was So I had to pick the uh, I picked the over for an SEC on CBS Super Preview on CBS Sports HQ. And my theory was very dumb and simple. I was like, man, they, they got to want to score. This Tennessee team is like, after just being squeezed, and Missouri's got a good defense, so I, I like I do want to acknowledge that the Tigers are going to provide some resistance. It's not going to be easy, but I've, I've just got to think that Tennessee can go out there and give us 40. The question is whether or not you think Missouri can do its part to be able to take you all the way across uh, this key number of 56 and get us into 57 just south of 60. But 
Let me no, get no. let me get Missouri. I get twenty one. Is there twenty one out there? Mm. I don't Screw see it. One. Let me get Bud, Missouri at twenty nine. Uh, <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Jordan says I'm insane. That's right, Jordan. Missouri's been in a one possession game every game except for the one loss they got blown out against Kansas State. They're two games, really tight games, away from having two wins. Flip the Auburn game. They should have won uh, if they make the kick with the fat kicker or if they take it across the goal line. And then Georgia, they're in a dogfight with. Kentucky, they're in a last position. Give me Mizzou. I think it's a letdown game for Tennessee. I think Tennessee wins, but. Yeah. Uh, stations and the win. Both uh, both in Vegas have 21. So Let's go. D- digging deep for you, Danny. There Appreciate that. Also, I my multiple screens, I couldn't find that. <laughs> also in the noon slate, uh, LSU, now number seven in the college football playoff rankings. Talk about a letdown spot. On the road at Arkansas, this number is currently sitting around three and a half, over under around 62. Anybody got to play as Brian Kelly and his family go to take the beat-up hogs here in the noon slate? I do. I'm going to take the under 63. I know we've talked a lot about it this week. This is just the ultimate ripe upset spot for Arkansas to pull off the win against LSU, but with the questions around K.J. Jefferson, not really willing to pull the trigger on that one just yet. But I do think that the total, if K.J. Jefferson is less than 100%, I think there's value on the under. Even if he is ready and playing, I still think there is some value on the under because LSU's defensive weakness is stopping the run. It's not a big weakness, but it's where they are at. You know, They're not as good at it as they are against the pass. So Arkansas, a team that likes to run the ball, is going to run the ball as much as it can. LSU likes to run the ball. It will be running the ball. So I just think that the total here is slightly too high. As long as it's 63 or higher, I'm on the under. Are there any threes left on this? I saw 62. Yeah. Okay. There's a couple threes. All right. I'm going to lay it with LSU. A uh, couple key notes here that, that I, I got from some friends on Twitter. Uh, obviously, like the, the main part of this handicap is, is how healthy is Jefferson? They did not look right last year or last week. We've heard kind of all year that he's been dinged. How much is he really practicing? Is he even going to start, or will they will they go to Malik Hornsby? Like to me, that's kind of a major question. Here's the other really interesting handicap, and I I, uh, I don't know if this person wants credit. If they do, I'll, I'll give it to him on next episode. However, uh, this is the opening of modern gun season. So, like, non-bow season in Arkansas. <laughs> and traditionally, Arkansas does not like to play this game or any game on this Saturday at 11 a.m., which is when it is, because you want to get out and get your hunting done, right? And modern guns, it's just basically like, like non-bow stuff. Uh, 11 a.m., it's going to be very cold, uh, not anticipating a typical LSU-Arkansas crowd for this one. Football-wise, Arkansas's defense is still trash. Uh really really bad and i don't know this team is focused we talked on the summer school series about how people connected to arkansas that i knew were concerned about the lack of leadership on this team it wasn't just the talent they lost from last year it was the lack of leaders i don't think your defense is very good this year i think lsu is good enough to go in and win the game i think they're gonna win the game i'm gonna lay the three also, uh, <clears throat> turning it on to the 3 30 p.m eastern time traditional sec on cbs game of the week spot Number nine, Alabama, going to take on number 11, Ole Miss. The Crimson Tide are 12-point favorites on the road, over under of 64 and a half. We've been talking about goat fuel 
We've been talking about Alabama and true road environments. We've broken down this game deeply here this week. Anybody going to throw a lock on the board for it? Yes. Let's go. Uh, another under. I think that we I talked about it when we talked about the preview for this game. Alabama did not run the ball against LSU last week, despite LSU's defensive weakness being the run. Playing an old Miss team this weekend, which last season, if you go back, Alabama ran the ball 50 times in the game against Ole Miss. It won by 21. It was the most it ran the ball in any game all season long. I think Nick coming off the loss is going to remind his offensive coordinator that running the ball against this team is pretty effective, and we will see more of a reliance on that to give Bryce Young some help in the passing game, which they really don't have much of. (laughs) And we know Ole Miss likes to run the ball, so kind of a similar situation to LSU-Arkansas. I think the clock's going to be moving a lot, fewer possessions, and I also think that, you know, if Alabama gets up big in this game like it did last year, it might just suck the air out of it. So give me the under 64 and a half. Is it modern gun season in Mississippi, too? I don't know. But I'm a lockstep with Tom Fornelli on the under. And I also have a play in the game itself because I predicted the demise of the Alabama dynasty. I think he's been taken out of a little bit. Like, I don't think they're going to be 500 next year. I don't think this team is going to fall apart. But I think what's going to happen is Bama is going to go back to being Bama that we've seen. I think they're going to lay, I think they're going to take Ole Miss to the woodshed. I think they, I think they absolutely demolish them, like Tom is saying about. So I'm going to go ahead and lay the 11 and a half, too. We talked about it the other day when we did the game preview. Ole Miss, I think, is a little bit fraudulent where they are. And there is no doubt people are going to come at me when Bama wins big and say, oh, I thought you said the dynasty was over. And so I don't think the dynasty hedging. falls like... T- you're hedging, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not because of that. I, don't, I think the description of what I described is they might be a two-loss team next year as well. But that's not Bama's standard. So I think you're going to see a lot of that. So give me Alabama, lay the 11 and a half. Really big game in the American Athletic Conference. Some action here in the 3.30 p.m. Eastern time slate. Uh, Tulane back in action after a week off. Number 17 in the CFP rankings. UCF coming to town. UCF already has one conference loss. Tulane undefeated in conference play. The Green Wave favored by one and a half over under a 54 and a half. Anybody got a lock for the group of five game of the week? I mean, I think it's just... It's entirely is is Plumlee playing. I like is that based on how you think the game is going to go? Because I think Mikey Keene has at least proven himself to be productive. I don't. I, I think there is a not a five or six point drop off, but I I think Plumlee's worth like two to three to this offense. Throwing the ball? No, but I think that the gap between like his legs and and Keene's arm. Is pretty significant. Okay. So uh, no, no. Give me the under 54, 54 and a half. Uh, Travis Williams, the defensive coordinator for UCF. I think he's a name to keep an eye on. I think their defense has been balling probably and not getting enough attention more so than the offense. I kind of want to take UCF. I think they're the better team. I think they've been more tested. They, you know, they had Arkansas to one possession game. They beat Cincinnati. They've had some. They've had some better. The Louisville game, who all of a sudden, like that Louisville game, which they didn't score in the second half, 
that game they probably should have won if they had figured things out in the second half. Um, I lean towards them, but I think it'll be a lower scoring affair. You you, you mentioned UCFDC. Uh, Chris Hampton at, at Tulane, the DB coach, also does a really good job there. So it, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting to see. In the night slate, new D number coordinator, one. actually, not, not DB coach, excuse me. New number one, Georgia on the road to play in Starkville against Mississippi State. These two teams started playing in the 19, like 1917, 1918. They've only played 25 times. Not very common opponents. You don't see them a lot. They've only played twice since 2012, but Georgia comes in and is hoping to avoid any kind of letdown. You got to face the cowbells. You got to get the clanga and all that. Georgia's 16 point favorites over under a 53 and a half. Anybody got a lock for this game? I don't have a lock, but I feel like Mississippi State would be a lot more affected by the hunting laws than Ole Miss would be. <laughs> Chat says big gun season in Mississippi doesn't open until November 19th. But I'm, I'm storing I'm, that away for next week. Yep, that's good to know. Thank you, chat. <laughs> I was just gonna, uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> no, no, Chip, what were you gonna say, Chip? Uh, <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, give me the dogs. I'll oh, lay okay. it. Yeah, I don't, I, I've not looked at Mississippi State uh, as a team that has been consistent enough. And the way that things went against Alabama, I think could play out the same way. I just, I don't think that Will Rogers and this Mississippi State offense are going to be very effective. You're so, locking it up. Yeah, I'm locking it up. Cool. Georgia minus 16. Mm. It's a good football team. Oh, you, you, come on, Danny. I've heard. <laughs> I just, I, when anybody kind of flew under the radar, they only put up 27 points versus Tennessee and they kind of shut it down the second half in a monsoon. Yeah, so I mean, I think there were, was some intent there. They were getting ready for this game. Right. <laughs> what do you mean there was some intent there? I mean, I I think if they wanted to score more, they could have, for sure. Oh, uh, I, like they they did shut it down, and yeah. they do want to keep Tennessee, Tennessee around in the playoff. Yeah, right. Because remember, Tennessee <laughs> lost the game intentionally, and then Georgia did its part by keeping the margin small. We got to get three teams yeah. mm -hmm. to get to the uh, the college football playoff. They got the memo. <laughs> uh, ranked on ranked matchup in Eugene, also right there at the seven o'clock p.m. kickoff time. It is number six Oregon hosting number twenty five Washington. This rivalry doesn't have like an official trophy or an official name, but there have been some bangers played between these two teams, even through coaching changes. I mean, the programs themselves have both been near the top of the conference for better part of a decade now. It is 13 and a half favor for the Ducks over under 72 and a half. Who's going to take a lock? This game will not be a banger. Lay the points with Oregon minus 13 and a half. They are the better team, and they are going to blow the Huskies out of the water because dogs can't swim as well as the ducks can. <laughs> That's true. So there you go. Uh, we already fought yesterday. Let's just fight it out again. Let's we need go. a cage. Fight, 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 fight. I think Michael Penix in this offense leading the country in uh, pass yards per game. I think they could put up some points in this Oregon Duck defense. It always happens. Start feeling good about yourself. Start having a little stat padding game with Bo Nix. We're able to get him two rushing touchdowns, two throwing touchdowns. Why not have him catch one too? 
That's just too big a number for me. I think Oregon wins. I think Washington will make it close. It's got backdoor cover written all over it, too. Backdoor cover means that Washington is going to score a touchdown late, right? Yes. Correct. Yeah, give me the over. Let's go. I like it. Okay. I mean, what, what score does the cover look like here? Is it Oregon turns the ball over a couple times and wins like 40 to 28? Or is it more like, you know, 45, 35? That's an over. Yeah. <laughs> 44 to 28. I like the 45, 35. What was the game Bonix had three picks in? Georgia? Cal? It was Cal, right? Yeah, they screwed around with Cal because I had the under in that one, and I think it went over because Oregon had to keep their starters in longer because Bonix kept throwing picks. There's a pick in there. There's a pick six in this game. Uh, but it's yeah, at home. Bonix will throw it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had... Uh, Two interceptions against Cal, but he also came back with like five total scores, three passing and two rushing. And hey, he could still do that again. Caught one too. Oh, is that that was the game where they were getting uh, all tricky with it? Mm-hmm. Jeez, this Ducks team so much I was, fun. I was talking to you, like Bo Nix is going to be the new Taysom Hill when Sean Payton ends up coaching the Cowboys or whatever. Come next on, year. Bo Nix is gonna, now we're going there. He's going to be his say, Taysom Hill. Oh my goodness. Taysom Hill. I don't, I don't think he's that athletic. No, like he's, he's not anywhere close. Taysom Hill ran like a 4-4 coming out of BYU at 27 years old, however old he was. Yeah, but Bonex gets that like he's athletic for a white guy type thing. Exactly. Taysom Hill is like Taysom athletic. Hill is athletic. Athletic. Yes. Yeah. Totally agree. For a BYU quarterback. Also, Taysom for Hill is jacked. Like, have you ever seen Taysom yes. Hill in person? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Like he is, yeah. Yeah, I remember Taysom Hill hurtling Texas defenders while he was still at BYU. Yeah, Texas. Yeah, I was gonna say Texas defense saw Taysom Hill in person. He went that way. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, all right, in at seven thirty p.m. Eastern time, uh, we've got number four TCU on the road in Austin against number eighteen Texas. That line's still sitting right at seven over under of sixty five. Anybody got to play in the Big Twelve game of the week? I need seven and a half to bet it. You need seven and a half to bet TCU. I'm betting if if it gets to seven and a half, I'm betting TCU. Yeah. Because I really don't trust Texas to win by multiple scores. But I, I by my numbers, seven and a half's a bet, and it's like a, a, you know, medium small edge. Seven is just I'm gonna pass. I ain't scared. <laughs> Actually, you know what, bud? Fan duel. TCU plus seven and a half. Is it juice or something like crazy? Or are we going to get a minus bunch of comments one? On this? It's minus one fifteen. All right, let's let the chat decide. Can I take a one minus one fifteen? Yeah, no, here? Well, hell yeah, yes, we can. We taken a thousand of them. All right, fair enough. Let's take a minus. Yeah, let, let, let's take the seven and a half TCU here. Tommy, you want it too? Hell yeah, lock it up. I'll go ahead and gift you guys a win and take the other side. <laughs> what? Fight. Yeah, fight. Damn. Who's the best player on the field? Bijan. Yep. I think you're going to see Bijan go off in this game against this TCU defense. I have seen TCU flirting with disaster one too many times. I know I've had a principle that I'm kind of getting away from. If it's a touchdown or over, 
that I will not take a favorite in a Big 12 matchup because they're all so evenly matched. But if it's on the touchdown line, I'll go ahead and risk it. I think the Longhorns come up big at home. So Danny gets a seven, and uh, Tom and Bud get a seven and a half for the competition mm-hmm. purposes. Yep. Um, any any more elaborate uh, elaboration on the TCU side of this? I think that Texas's safeties are, are, are very vulnerable to the big play, and I do think that TCU will be able to hit some on them. Uh, Johnston apparently is expected to play based on like the latest things I was reading, so that's obviously very nice. Uh, I, I would I would prefer him to play. Uh, you know, Texas TCU is just going to have to to deny the explosive play here and see if Texas can march on them. You know, Texas is very explosive, and at times they seem like they can't get out of their own way. Will they be disciplined and just run the ball with Bijan again? I guess we'll see. Um, I feel okay with seven and a half here. So um, I'm going I'm to just come in late. Ch- Trent in the chat has an amazing play that I, I'm going to share with all of the audience, You know, the many people who listen to this later. But he said, Texas first half, second half TCU, which leads me to something our friend Jacob Fetner has been saying for weeks, which is that TCU second half plays are just like, Pasco defeated, like, right? Yeah, Pasco collect two hundred dollars. Combine that with Texas deep into the game and the way that these Longhorns teams perform in the second half. What's my TCU second half line? Do, well, is it even available right now? Uh, I could. Find yeah, it. a couple books will have it. I don't think they posted this early, but like it, a couple books will have second half stuff pregame, or at least you can bet like. Quarter, so you could bet third quarter, fourth quarter stuff if, if you wanted to. Um, they're not going to take very much on it, though. By the way, like you might be able to get down like fifty bucks. Um, how much of that is is actually like? Is there signal to that noise though? Because how many of these second half plays with TCU has a quarterback for the opposing team been knocked out? Several. TCU plus three and a half second half. Is that is that fair? Can, can I throw it down? Yeah, Brian Carroll put it up in the chat. Can, can we put? Can we take second half play? <laughs> Why not? I say yes. I mean, before come you on. came if along, bud, we didn't have anything except this just is straight true. over. This is true. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I think that's I'm, probably fine. I'm giving it to you. But all right, all right, yeah, give me TCU second half. Plus the oh DraftKings no, tra- is four and a half. Yeah. If we're, if we're gonna do it. At least get the best number, right? <laughs> well, I what's mean, the juice on that four and a half? Oh yeah, Trent? what's what's the juice on that four and a half? And we're gonna get sniped back because the limits are like twelve dollars on these. <laughs> well, I don't know how many of our listeners are putting down much more than fifty on any of these games. That's fair. Um, yeah, Tom, you just pulled it up, right? You said you just got it on the. Um, uh, Caesars had it at three and a half last I looked, but Nathan in the chat says it's at two and a half. We should probably use our sponsor, I guess. Yeah. Second half uh, plus three and a half. Awesome. Love to have a, a lot of action here at the night slate. We'll be able you to know, celebrate. we can bet a same game prop halftime full time. Like if that's what the guy from, from, from the chat wants. First half Texas, second half TCU for the game is plus thirteen hundred. <laughs> <laughs> I listen. That that would be an amazing ride. I if if anybody wants to do it, then you know, tell us about it. Come, come way, tell us about it on Saturday night. 
update from the chant is that four and a half line is for the first half on DraftKings, not the second. Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. So we're we're good. We are any oh anything else on uh Texas TCU? <laughs> we just did a second half play. What else can there be? <laughs> <laughs> Prize picks, props, Condre Miller. (laughs) Coming up on the other side, we open up the entire board from week 11 with more of our locks. Next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast can y'all believe it's week 11 can y'all believe how deep we are into the season pretty soon it's gonna be rivalry weekend and then thanksgiving weekend and oh no the holidays are here and if you are worried about your small business and how you're going to be able to handle all of your shipping and mailing needs during the busy holiday season well you might need to sign up with stamps.com stamps.com is your one-stop shop for all of your shipping and mailing needs i mean for over 20 years stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses because with stamps.com you get access to united states postal service and ups services and you can run your business and all your shipping and mailing needs right from your computer you don't need to worry about long lines at the post office you don't need to worry about the traffic no hassle And you can even save money with major discounts on USPS and UPS shipping rates that can be up to 86% off. This holiday season, trade late nights for silent nights and get started with stamps.com today. Sign up with the promo code COVER3, that's the number 3, C-O-V-E-R, 3, for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale, no long-term commitments, no contracts. Just go to stamps.com, 
click on the microphone at the top of the page and enter the code COVER3 for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a free digital scale. Tom, so far on the Week 11 card has... LSU Arkansas under 63, the Alabama Ole Miss under 65, TCU plus seven and a half, and Oregon minus 13 and a half. I've got Georgia minus 16, the Oregon Washington over 72 and a half, TCU second and a half plus three and a half. Danny's got Alabama minus 11 and a half, Alabama Ole Miss under 65, Texas minus seven, Washington plus 13 and a half, Missouri plus 21. UCF Tulane under 54 and a half, Colorado USC under 66 and a half, Bud's got Memphis minus six and a half, LSU minus three, and TCU plus seven and a half. We've got lock agreement between Tom and Danny on Alabama Ole Miss under. We've got a lock fight between Tom and Danny on the Oregon Washington spread. And we got ourselves a good old fashioned bar fight as Tom and Bud are taking on Danny in the Texas TCU spread. All right, Danny. What else you got? Where do you want to go? Let's go. Let's go Michigan hosting the Nebraska Cornhuskers coming to town. Michigan's had a couple clunkers this year in the first half, and they were trailing Rutgers this past week, 17 to 14. Maryland, they were tied up at halftime. Pull away from that one. A little bit of a slow starting team. Give me the Cornhuskers getting 30 and a half. I don't think there's going to be enough time and possessions for Michigan to run away with this one. Blake Corum, you got to get him his stats, his carries, keep him up there in the conversation. Plus, it's what they want to do. But also in Nebraska with Anthony Grant, he's had five 100-yard rushing yard games on the season as well. I think they want to kind of pound the rock too. I don't know if they have much success. I think they want to kind of slow play this game too. I still think they're fighting for the interim head coach. So give me Nebraska and the monster, monster Number. I get you 31. Even better. I have a play in this game as well, but it's not on the spread. I am taking the over 48 and a half because I think that Michigan understands that with its overall strength of schedule, it's going to need as many style points as it can get. And I think Nebraska's defense is ripe to be getting style points against. So I think Michigan can get into the 40s on its own for this one. So if the total's at 48 and a half, I'll go over. Well, it sounds well, like you want to fade me. I actually had I, I was going to fight Danny, uh, but my favorite play on this game actually is kind of like a Danny fight and an agreement with Tom. So I'm going to take that Michigan team total over 39. Nebraska's defense is pretty bad, maybe improving a little bit. I don't think Casey Thompson's going to play here. The other thing this time of year I start to think about is what happens with the transfer portal? Are these guys going to be transferring out? How many reps has Cade McNamara had? Kate McNamara's only thrown 25 passes this year, right? Mm-hmm. We, or, or is that – He's shut down good. for the season, I think, though, didn't they? Yeah, just, oh, he's shut down. shelved okay. him. Yeah, I think he are got you, Are you going to let Bowman throw it around then? I don't think I think so. that – like, I think Michigan will score six touchdowns here, and that gets me to the over. I also think Mickey Joseph, like, I don't think he's going to get that Nebraska job at this point. I don't think they've had the results that he would take. Also, isn't he's kind of popping up at Arizona State. Really? Mm-hmm. For Jim Mora Jr. too for Arizona State. I uh I had heard that Arizona State had like not even really started their process. And like it's whereas seems Colorado like a great seems, idea. seems to be uh what's the rush? who's making the hire at Arizona State? Are they really gonna let Ray Anderson do it? Yeah, well, I think they committed way. to him. 
Yeah, I bet you they that don't. way. Like I, I, I don't know. I, I've heard different things there. I think Colorado will make a sensible hire of a proven football coach. By the way, I, I, I think it's going to be one of two guys. Yes, I'll Herman, mention it in the private chat. Herman or Bronco? Yes. Okay. Yep. For Colorado? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so happy to be out of coaching, but I could have Colorado. Okay. I'm, I'm happy to be back in coaching. Hey, no, no hate on Bronco Mendenhall. You, you led some, some, some Virginia teams that we were be- the beloved who's here on the cover three podcast. We enjoyed those squads quite, quite a bit. And I'm sure Virginia might even, uh, might, might even be missing those days as well. Um, <clears throat> so I had, uh, Michigan minus 29 and a half out earlier this week on the early edge. I did not know we were all the way up to 31, but Bud presents the most sensible uh, side of this. So I will, uh, I will agree. <laughs> Give me the Michigan team total as well. That's uh, I, I think that the Nebraska run defense when it has been good has been maybe a little bit of a misnomer or at least maybe a little bit misleading. So, and, and you mentioned the transfer portal. Like, what about the transfer portal for Nebraska? They had like 22 guys show up from the transfer portal on this team. And this, this, is a, uh, this is a squad that I, I don't really see rallying uh, in a big way in a road spot. I think that Michigan will be able to move the ball. So I will take that Michigan team total over 39 as well. Excellent uniform matchup. Yeah. Yeah. And it'll be at night too. We don't get a lot of uh, uh-huh. you know, big house night games. Oh no, it's not at night. It's at three thirty PM Eastern time. Which is like in the Midwest, basically night. It'll be night. Yeah. We've Avoiding modern gun season potentially. Today. <laughs> today is the last nice day of the year. Um, when we are watching Ryan Wilson talk about the NFL draft in the spring. And he's on CBS Sports HQ and, you know, he's breaking everything down and telling you where Will Levis is going to go. And some people are like furious about where Will Levis is slotted. The thing, the clips that they are going to be using to highlight how good Will Levis is are going to be against this Vanderbilt pass defense. Because coming off a couple bad performances with Georgia on deck, if the Kentucky football program wants to prop up Will Levis as the superstar that is going to be one of the highest draft picks at quarterback in program history, then we need to let Will Levis cook. Chef Levis cooks on Saturday. Kentucky team total over 33. If you're doing that to Barton. I don't I, hate that. Is there weather in this game? I, I know that that region of the country, uh, sort of like Tennessee North, was looking at some weather. Um uh, not that I'm knowing of. I thought it was just going to be like cold weather. Yeah. 35% chance of rain, but nine mile an hour winds. So hmm. uh, not terrible. I do think that, that Kentucky's the right side here because Vanderbilt, like that was, they had to have that one last week if they were going to win an SEC game, I think. Although you really can't rule out that Florida goes up there and just completely doesn't care about the game and, and, and dumps it uh, with, with, with a look ahead to the Knowles on Thanksgiving. But uh, yeah, I, I think that that side makes the most sense. Also, we've got a defensive backs coach for Vanderbilt who got put in timeout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? 
Just asking questions. Just asking questions. That's all. Um. So yeah, pass defense, sus. Let's go to Chef Levis cooks on Saturday. Never. Told. Um, let, uh, let's see, Danny. How many do you have left? I got a few, but I'm nowhere. Right. I you know I got time. I got a lot out there. I'll go to a. a oh hey, ACC. yeah. Can, can I jump on 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 two things fast because I think sure. it's going to move. Just um, right. but Casey Thompson is ruled as out. So, uh, before this goes any further, I see it moving on my screen. I, I want to take under 52 in Kansas State Baylor. Or excuse me, under 52 and a half now. Yeah. Um, Casey Thompson. No, no I, that, that was just a follow-up to the Michigan conversation right. we just had. But I do want, like before this goes in any, any smaller, uh, I think that both teams will be very run-heavy in this game. Baylor probably saw the success that Texas had running against Kansas State's run defense, and uh, Baylor has good O-line. Obviously, Kansas State does not throw the football very well at all, which is which is the primary weakness for the Bears. So I think I think under here with the clock running quite a bit is worth a look. I have a play on this game as well. It is Kansas State plus two and a half. Said it earlier this week. Baylor's not going to be playing for the Big 12 title, and that becomes official on Saturday. I like Tom, Tom's eyes. He says, that Dave Aranda defense, not – not all that great. I like that read. We're, we're Not compared to last year, anyway. Right, right, right. Um. Okay. What about? All right. Is anybody going to touch UNC Wake? Hmm. Yeah, I'll touch it. Let's go. Okay. <laughs> Generally, I do not bet overs on totals that start with a seven and then have another seven, right? But in this case, I think we are getting a little bit of a depressed number because people might have forgot how bad North Carolina's defense is. But I did not forget, right? I lost last week personally on UNC minus six and a half at Virginia because North Carolina allowed Virginia to score 24 points, which is, and that was Virginia, by the way, which was about 28. 28. Okay. Without its top three receivers, Mm -hmm. literally, they had 155 targets for the year out and 30 in from their receiving core. And uh, prior to that, they played Pitt, which doesn't really believe in offense. And they gave up, what, 20-something to Pitt? I think one of these teams is going to score 50, and I think one of these teams will probably score in the 30s. So Whoa. give me the over. Uh, like I'm not even going to tell you what my model made this, but it's like 12 <laughs> points over this at least. You know, I'm trying to figure out how to regress it to the market here a little bit. Uh, I think North Carolina's defense is terrible and poorly coached. So I think this is the this is the week where we see that, and I do not think that Wake will stop North Carolina very much either. So not, over, what am I getting here? 77? 77. Yep. All right, fine. Final I'll scores look. from the last two times. These two teams played in 2020 and 2021. In 2021, final score 58 to 55. In 2020, final score 59 to 53. <laughs> That buddy right. is over a hundred for two years in a row. Seven my seven model drill. is proje- <laughs> my model is projecting this at forty eight forty four. Yeah, no, that sounds like a North Carolina Wake Forest score. I'm gonna go ahead. I feel like it's getting obnoxious how much I try to pump up Drake May because <laughs> I like him so much, and I'm like, God, people are like, well, stop talking about him. If I like him that much, he's carried this team this far. 
He's got four points against this defense. I think this game could be similar to the App State game where it was back and forth, but like arena football. I played arena football. It was like everybody had to score every possession. I like where you're thinking, bud. Such a big number. But I'm going to go ahead and take the Tar Heels getting four. It, it's only 11 touchdowns, though. <laughs> All right. I, I know. I think you're on the right side. I just There's a part of me that wants to see if you can get like a, a three and out early in the game and see it come down just a little bit and live bet it. If you can get it at 70, you know, somewhere in there, but you might not. It might run away. It might go the other way if they come out and trade touchdowns early, too. What kind of odds do you think you get like on a three and out on the first possession of this game? There are some live apps where you can, like, there yeah. are some, you know, there's some, some of these live stuff you can bet, like, and they used to do it. Not now they fixed it, but like there was a nice little, little ATM for a while where you could bet on Iowa to punt at like even money to start every drive. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, give me North Carolina team total over 37, 36 and a half. Let's get you the best number here. Uh, I got a 37 here and use time. Check, uh, check rivers. You, you can yeah. get rivers in your, uh, in yeah. your neck of the woods, right? Hey, and Danny, <clears throat> are you on Jeremy Sharp's email list? No. UNC? Okay. His, I'll, I'll, I'll send you. He's got a, a, a well curated document of yeah. Drake May and showcasing his the accomplishments yeah, yeah, yeah. and yeah. where he stands against other Power Five quarterbacks this year. I mean, year. our 24 7 uh, site did a good job. Of, uh, I think it, who'd they compare? Oh, inside to? Carolina? They do a yeah. tremendous job. Yeah. They I, put about, like, I mean, I, they guess I saw another. I, th- I don't know which one. I think it was might have been PFF. Somebody compared it to Joe Burrow of 2019. Oh, he's there season. with Lamar Jackson in the yeah, 16th. He's, there with, the <laughs> he's <laughs> there with everybody. He's there with everybody. I can get you 36 and a half, Chip. All right, let's go. North Carolina team total over 36 and a half. Uh, that is the one side of this that I feel the most confident in that North Carolina is going to be able to score points. So, um, Tom, where do you want to go? Oh, I'll go to the opposite end of the spectrum here, although it's the same play. Give me the over 35 in Wisconsin, Iowa. Uh-huh. It's too low. It is too yeah. low. Wisconsin's offense has improved since Jim Leonard took over. Iowa's offense has played well the last couple of weeks. And while it was against, you know, Purdue and Northwestern, it is still getting some confidence. It is playing better. It is able to move the ball. I don't think this is going to be a high-scoring game, but this is like a 21 to 20 kind of game or a 21 to 17 game. They're going to go over 35. It's just, it's a ridiculous total. Danny, what I'm saying. Iowa has exploded for 33 and 24 <laughs> points the last two games. This thing is a juggernaut that will not be slowed down versus another team that has an interim coach that may or may not be the guy playing at home. They'll play inspired. Give me that over, too. And like you're saying, all you need is 21-17. Like, that's probably where it'll be. 35 is so low. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I make nervous. No, I, I, make this, <laughs> I make this game 16-16. So, <laughs> so overtime. I, it's going to yeah, go exactly. over. Yeah, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah, I, we get a I did. Order. So like 36 and a half popped up on, on Sunday and I took some under 36 and a half. I'm not going to bet an under 35 there and overtime does scare me, but I, I'm not really sure I was offense has actually improved or if they're like, I mean, I'm the guy that bet them laid 11 points, 11 whole points against Northwestern and said they'd go over 30 points. I just, 
I think it's entirely opponent dependent. Never underestimate confidence in how important it is to have it on offense. Like confidence in your son. Mm -hmm. That's right. Coming up on the other side, the rest of our week 11 locks plus the money line sprinkles. Underdogs take straight up on the field. Next. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Let's go to Pullman. We were talking about the Arizona State job. We're already talking about you know where they are in the process. This Sun Devils team arrives, you know, three and six overall. Hey, Arizona State, you run off three wins in a row. You can make a bowl game. I think that that is not necessarily a plus motivation factor How with an interim coach. However, Jake Dickert, first full season as the head coach for this Washington State team, Cam Ward, who made the jump from FCS to FBS to lead this group, Nikhil Watson, who transferred to Washington State, the Cougs sit at five and four, one win away from bowl eligibility. And while there are other opportunities, you know, they go to Arizona next week, they finish with the Apple Cup at home in Pullman. I got to think Arizona State at home is one of the better chances that you're going to get to be able to just punch this ticket, get it over with, and get that sixth win. Washington State was bottled up, little three-game losing streak. Got kind of tough there. You only had 17 points against Utah. You only had 10 points against Oregon State. You only had 14 points against USC. But you talk about confidence. Thank you, Stanford. They put up a 50-burger on the Cardinal, and I think that that offense is going to continue to play in some rhythm back at home. So give me Washington State. It was seven and a half yesterday. Am I seeing eight now, or can I get seven and a half? There's still seven and a half at BetMGM. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Washington and State minus seven and a half uh, against the Sun Devils. Boom. The chat is calling for the Dennis Lock, which, okay. uh, you know, in keeping with my negligence Yee! to read them here. All right, LSU minus three. Uh, so I probably should have noted that at the time, but uh, he's still on LSU minus three. Help me understand this line. I would love for Arkansas to win this game, but there is no chance. He's an Ole Miss fan, remember? Uh, Jefferson looks limited. They're deep. Okay, yeah. Anyway, uh, he likes basically the same talking points that that we went over, except for not not the insider info on uh, on it being modern gun season. And then he has the under in Bama with Tom. Uh, before Bama lost to LSU, I was ready to load up on Bama. Now their season goals are done, and I'm not sure what to think about this game, Alabama motivation. I do know this. It's a bad matchup for Ole Miss. Edge rushers for Bama can wreak havoc for freshman offensive tackles, and Bama can run the ball all over the Ole Miss defense. I expect Bama to be run heavy for this reason and Ole Miss to struggle on offense in passing situations. Instead of loading up on Bama, giving the under 64 and a half tooth emoji, lock emoji. 
All right. We're in lockstep. Um, all right, Danny. I got one more. One okay. more. Then I got to roll. Like I mentioned, people pointed out, Tom and I, we had a rough moment yesterday's show towards the end. I want to put out an olive branch. I want to put out an olive branch out there for you. The Fighting Illini playing Purdue, the Boilermakers. Who did they just get beat by? Iowa. What was the score of that game? 24 to 3? 3, yeah. Yeah, that was not great. Um, Illinois' defense, they like to get turnovers, right? Mm -hmm. You know, like throwing them? Aiden O'Connell. He's got... He's got five picks in his last two games. Give me the fighting Illini laying six and a half. I think it's a big bounce back. You mentioned the red zone issues. It's been a struggle all year. I think they get better. I think with what's at stake coming down the stretch, I think they get it done. You know, the Illini, they, like I said, they turned the ball over on downs three times in the red zone last week. It's why they lost to Michigan State. But their offensive coordinator, Barry Loney, got a contract extension this week. So I feel like feel like they're going to have a big offense. Floodgates open week. up. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it's going to put up at least 40 on the Boilermakers. They got to clinch the West. Thank you, Danny. I love you. I appreciate the olive branch. But you're not locking it up. No, I don't I don't <laughs> want to put that kind of pressure on them. You know, right. so I'll let my boys play. All right. Good deal. Um, we will get to Danny's Moneyline Sprinkles here in just a little bit. Uh, how many picks does everybody have left? I've got four. Okay, I've got two, maybe three. Why don't you go ahead and uh, th- throw something down? Well, you know what? Since Danny just gave me the olive branch, I suppose I'm not joining him on Illinois, but I will offer this in return. I am locking up Florida State minus seven on the road against Syracuse. Florida State is a good team. Syracuse is an okay team that had a very good start. I think that in this matchup, the difference in these two teams will be pretty evident pretty quickly. I think Jordan Travis is having a terrific season, and I think the Knowles are going to put up a lot of points on this Syracuse defense, so give me FSU minus seven. I can totally see that. Uh, I already bet it prior, like before it moved a little bit. Uh, There's no way in hell I would take Syracuse here. I mean, it is a road game. Some of their power ratings are kind of weird because – you had to account for the fact that in their toughest three-game stretch, the, the Wake, NC State, Clemson, they were missing a lot of important guys. And now they had their guys back, and they're playing multiple teams that have backup quarterback situations, like Georgia Tech, Miami in a row. So what I would say is if you have been manually adjusting them for getting the injured, injured guys back, I think some of that is already baked into their power rating because of, of the size of the whooping that they laid on Georgia Tech and Miami with those backup quarterbacks in back-to-back games. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't double adjust for it. I, Tom, I, I think that's the right side. I do. Oklahoma State, Iowa State under 48 and a half. Iowa State football games. Not a lot of points. Oklahoma State's defense, not great. Obviously, offensively, they've been a mess. Uh, a lot of that because of injuries, but I just, as I was going through and I was preparing everything for this week, I was going, looking at all these different teams and every single time you're looking at the game logs for these big 12 teams, there is one outlier and it is always the Iowa State game. Just going to keep it going with it. So give me Oklahoma State, Iowa State under 48 and a half. Don't hate it at all. Um, Bud, how many do you have left? I have one. I'm going to bet Michigan State and lay the nine 
to, to Rutgers. I, I, I mean, looking here, I think Wimsat's going to play again, right? And I, I, I don't so. think – yeah, I, I've been looking for this. Rutgers last week had 180 yards. It was a very deceiving box score. Uh, I Assuming he's still in, I mean, I, I'm searching here to see this morning. Am I spelling his name wrong? No. There's some country music. Like, you ever do like Twitter searches and then all of a sudden you get like somebody whose name is the name you're searching for? Mm-hmm. And like, like their literal, literal Twitter name is, and so it's tough to to find it. Um, assuming it's still Wimsat, guys, I, I just don't think Wimsat can play quarterback at this level. Personally, I mean, he's a, he's a he was 29 passes for 166 and three picks. That's just not like they're not a functioning offense with him in there. And they had 14 rushing yards against against Michigan. Now, part of that was sacks, but um, you know, that's uh, I, I I'm just gonna lay it. Like I, I Michigan State's defense is clearly a liability right now with those guys out, but I think they can score enough here on Rutgers and. Um, I just don't think Rutgers can score. Jordan is right. I, I need to give my sicko mode pick as well. I guess. Do, do I we, guess we could have played it for Michigan State Rutgers. Honestly, <laughs> no. I, I I have one here, but I, I we'll have to make a call. I don't have anything that's crazy sick this week that hasn't already moved a lot. Um. All right, let's go with this. It is App State sicko. No. At Marshall. No. No. All right. Well, I won't. Tom, do you have a sicko mode? I do. Let's hear it. Sicko mode. Let's go. I'm a little bit lower on some of the teams in the bottom of the Sun Belt. If things go wrong, they could be like UMass UConn. That's kind of like sicko mode of a sicko mode. The uh, the modem came crashing down. (laughs) We're bouncing too hard around here. (laughs) Uh, Give me liberty. Biberty and Yukon over 45. Too low. Too low. Jim Morris Huskies, they're they're on fire. They're hot. They're going to put up a bunch of points. I think there's going to be a bit of a letdown from the Flames defense after that big win over Arkansas. But they'll still be able to move the ball on the Huskies. Total's just too low. It's going to be a it's going to be an electric shootout at the rent. I do feel like coaches looking for jobs this weekend or looking for promotions might might be a thing. Like mm-hmm. Kentucky team total, Liberty, you know, it, I thought about with NC State, guys who could level up, want to look good as their names get floated in booster circles. Maybe, maybe those boosters are watching those ball games. I, plus 14 and a half? Should we? For UConn? Yeah. UMass, uh, that's because part of Lock- on CBS Sports Network, I watched that game, Chip, and UMass actually moved the ball on UConn. <laughs> yeah. I would be concerned that, yeah, I, uh, and part UMass of the reason I like of- the over. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no play, no, no play. Let's see. I've got two left. Okay. One of them is not sicko mode, as we discussed, but it, I do have a play on the game. I'm taking the over 47 and a half in App State Marshall. Again, it's another number. I think it's just a little bit too low. It's not going to be an offensive shootout. I know that I have probably more overs this week than I've ever had in the history of a Lox pod, but that should tell you something about how confident I feel about these plays. Tom, what was that number you said? 47 and a half. I can get you 47. All right, well, I will take it. Yeah, I, 
it's not a play for me at 47, but I yeah, I definitely would not bet under there. I think the, mar- the market has adjusted to what Marshall's doing offensively. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, anything else? I have one play left. Let's hear it. I don't know if you saw it. I tweeted it this morning. Western Kentucky's got some new helmets this weekend. And the decal on the side, they're black, but it's big red. That's right. Big red is on the helmet. He is the new logo. How can you bet against the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers when they've got big red on their side? Lay the 13 against Rice, the same Rice team that got demolished by Charlotte a couple weeks ago. The Hilltoppers are going to crush them, and they're going to look amazing while doing it. Collecting Rice up and down the hills and looking good while they do it. Love it. Um, all right. Well, then let's go to the big old bank as we go to our money line sprinkles. Uh, Tom, let's see. Danny's money line sprinkles are Louisville plus 240. That against Clemson. Going Kansas State plus 120 against uh, Baylor. And then Arkansas plus 150 against LSU. Tom, what are your money line sprinkles? My money line sprinkles this week. I'm going with UCF plus 105, Kansas plus 145, TCU plus 225. The other the rest of you are in on North Carolina Wake. I'm joining you. I'm on North Carolina plus 155. And then finally, just because we learned that Grayson McCall is now out for the season, give me Southern Miss plus 175. Yeah. Um my only money line sprinkle is North Carolina. I had 150 written down, but 155, I'll take it. So North Carolina plus 155 against Wake Forest. Go uh, give Danny some. I'm searching for a number here. What? Danny's. Oh, we already gave Danny's. Uh, oh, you read Danny's. Okay. All right. You know what? I'm going to take East Carolina to go in there and beat uh, and beat Cincinnati at plus 180. I, I think ECU has the far better quarterback in this game. I think they have the better coaching staff. And I think they're potentially a better team. So if they can block Ivan Pace and uh, they're, you know, East Carolina's run D is not that bad. It's really, really their pass D. And uh, I know that Cincinnati does have some serious weapons on the outside, but they have not been able to utilize them very well in recent games because of quarterback play. So I, I think this is too high. I, I think ECU plus 180 is worth a look. All right. Uh, any other money line sprinkles? Cool. To review, Tom is on the LSU Arkansas under 63, the Alabama Ole Miss under 65, TCU plus seven and a half, Oregon minus 13 and a half, Nebraska, Michigan over 48 and a half, Kansas State plus two and a half, Wisconsin, Iowa over 35, Florida State minus seven, Liberty, Yukon over 45, App State Marshall over 47, Western Kentucky minus 13, Chip has. Georgia minus 16, Oregon, Washington over 72 and a half. The TCU second half plus three and a half. Michigan team total over 39. Kentucky team total over 33. North Carolina team total over 36 and a half. Washington State minus seven and a half. Iowa State, Oklahoma State under 48 and a half. Danny's on. Alabama minus 11 and a half. The Alabama Ole Miss under 65. Texas minus seven, Washington plus 13 and a half, Missouri plus 21, UCF Tulane under 54 and a half, Wisconsin, Iowa over 35, Colorado, USC under 66 and a half, Nebraska plus 31, North Carolina plus four, Illinois minus six and a half. And Bud's got 
Memphis minus six and a half, LSU minus three, TCU plus seven and a half, Michigan team total over 39, Kansas State Baylor under 53 and a half, North Carolina Wake over 77, Michigan State minus nine. Woo! All right. There we go. Any any other final thoughts before we get out of here? We did a locks pod in under 90 minutes. That's got to be the first time in two months. <laughs> All right, so like the lines this week are really tough. Yes. I mean, it, <laughs> like like they are. Um, my volume is probably down sixty percent over what it is in a normal week by by this point. Just because they're so sharp. Yeah, I mean, I I think uh, I think a lot of the a lot of the edges this time of the year. Um, I mean, like we're really betting what situations. Teams that have given up or we think are giving up, teams that might be trying a little bit extra hard to go to a bowl game because they know this is like the last one they might be able to win. Coaches that we know are trying to get head jobs, and so they're te- like they'll they'll try to pour it on. Um, you know, it, maybe dogs of coaches that are on the hot seat and are trying to play super slow so they don't get blown out like crazy if, if they're like and, and quarterback injury stuff. Yeah, That's in Miami, in Miami, trying to win as an underdog to Georgia Tech. Yes, mm-hmm. and, and let me, the, the Miami Hurricanes, the multiple national championship winning Miami Hurricanes, being an underdog to the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, head coached by interim coach Brent Key. How much Bitcoin are you willing to put down on the Canes this week? The Bitcoin well, it depends price. on which. Uh, yeah, somewhat, but it's down like fifteen percent, twenty percent. FTX is down, obviously, quite a bit. Oh, Georgia Tech did win a national championship too, so I guess I guess they do have that. That's why Georgia Tech is favored in the game because the Yellow Jackets also have a national championship. Also, like I mean, I watched those. I watched Georgia Tech and Miami play back to back weeks, and I took Georgia Tech as my sprinkle last week at Virginia Tech, and that game should have been more of a win for you know for the Yellow Jackets, but they gave up that punt return touchdown to make it you know a little closer than it really was. Uh, I mean, honestly, like. I think if Norvell had thrown the ball more in the second half, FSU could have could have dropped like a sixty burger on Miami. Miami was not trying like the the effort level from them, like they have kind. I don't want to say they've all quit on Cristobal. A good number of those players have quit. They don't give a damn. And Georgia Tech is not good, but they're still fighting. And I think the freshman kid they have, Poyer for uh, for Georgia Tech quarterback, is a better player right now than either of Miami's backup quarterbacks. So I actually think Georgia Tech wins this game. Is that you think that's what Miami signed up for? Like, <laughs> you'd have told Miami fans a couple months ago, it's like, yeah, you're gonna lose to Georgia Tech, and you will also have been underdogs in that game. What would they say to you? Yeah, probably wouldn't that much. You can follow him on Twitter at Tom Fernell. You can follow him at Bud Elliott Three. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Thank you. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean... 
outrageous. Just search The Rest is Football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meets.